And so what we do is we use that, um, the art, to help understand it and get insight into it so then people can let go of it and move through it um, as well. So, But I think we're so connected in through technology and it's a wonderful thing, but it's actually brought a real disconnect for people and people want connection not only to others but to themselves as well. But also we need time and space to do that and the art therapy space really provides an avenue for people to reflect on themselves and what's happening in their world. Welcome to episode 178 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help you learn how to tell your story. I'm Amelia Veal, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. I'm a talker. Anyone who knows me can testify to that. But as a student and trainer of effective communication, I also know that communication is not just about talking. Communication begins with the stories we tell ourselves, and often we're not even aware of the impact our self-talk is having on us. This week's guest explains this concept and how art therapy can help. Belle Ryan describes art as naturally therapeutic. Through her work with teenagers as a school counsellor, she discovered that people are able to express themselves through art, even when they're unwilling or unable to express themselves verbally. In her business, Ignite Art Therapies, Belle works with clients using art therapy to help the unknown become known. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Belle discusses the human disconnect that exists in today's digital and hyper-connected world. She provides valuable insights into the process of art therapy, as well as tips and other simple tools to help today's busy professionals understand themselves better. This is Belle's version of Be The Drop. Another form of communication that we love is comedy. As Adelaide Fringe gears up to take over Adelaide, Eliza Thomas and Wendy Torbett offer you the opportunity to learn funny through an introduction to stand-up comedy writing. Hit the link in the show notes for more details. Well, Belle, thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thanks for having me. We have been coordinating this for a while, so I'm very glad to finally bring it to fruition because we have crossed paths at many different events where I've seen your really exciting art therapy, which we're going to hear a little bit more about. But before we do, you've got your item of significance and that's something that helps, you know, explain your journey and where you're at. So I thought about this long and hard, and I think this might be a little bit obvious, but I've got a art book and some oil pastels because... For me, the blank page can say so much and quite often there's experiences in life where you can't describe what's happening, yet a shape, a line or colour and just spending some time reflecting really helps you sort through things. So for me, the use of creativity and art to self-reflect is really, really important 
in my life and also the people that I work with. Mm. So, you know, and I think there's so much in what you've just said, you know, that, that a blank page can say so much and how we can use colour and shape and, you know, the expression of those to really give us some some clarity on how we're feeling. But art therapy is something that I don't think many of us understand. And I've seen your work and it's incredible, but I don't think I still truly understand exactly where it fits and how you use that. So could you explain that for us? Sure. So art is naturally therapeutic because it's a relaxing activity. People enjoy it. And within that, people can really express themselves. But there's a whole spectrum and the end of the spectrum that I work on is that we use the art deliberately to go in and explore something that's happening in somebody's life. And so it's not art to look good. And I think that's one of the biggest barriers is people hear the word art and think, oh, I'm not very good at art. I couldn't possibly do that. In actual fact, it's easier for people who aren't good at art to do art therapy because the product is insignificant in the whole process. And what we do is we use the art to mirror life and reflect life. So people could build something, they could smash balloons, they could use clay. There's so many different things that we use in order for people just to reflect on their life because it's really hard to describe certain things. You don't want to talk about it or there's just something happening that you can't quite put your finger on. And so what we do is we use the art to do that. And we use lots of symbolism and metaphor and the art brings information that you may not have known before. So it's like the unknown becoming known through the creative process. Mm. And, you know, often I personally have experienced that where particularly if you're feeling something and it's quite, you know, an, an intimate or personal feeling and you just struggle to find the words to express that and to process it. I, I often tell people I'm a long emotional processor. Like, you know, it might take me two years to process something and that's not even an exaggeration. But um, And so that idea and creativity to me is something that I really love. And so to be able to use that art to get out some of those thoughts because you can't articulate it. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing that's really good about the art is that it's external to you, so you can see it a little bit differently. So it's a little bit like when people use an example and ask a question about my friend needs such and such, but their friend is actually them. It's like the art is another entity that people can see things a lot differently. Um, And it's a lot easier to talk about the art than it is about yourself. And you can see things differently because it's reflecting things to you that you may not have known yet. Mm, That's really powerful. So for you in building this business around art therapy and particularly in a space where people might not understand what it is you do, you know, they might, I think you said before that sometimes they assume it's like crafts. So, you know, having a little fun craft session, which is really obviously not what you're doing. How do you communicate that in a way to help people understand It is one of the really difficult things because it is such an experiential hands-on process for people and it's so individual. So what will work for one person will be completely different to, to another. And so one of the things I'm trying to do is to educate people more and more that there is another way rather than just being in your head all the time. And that's through various communication, but also to get people to come and try it. Um, because then people can understand how deep it can go and and what actually happens. So one of the challenges is for people to get past the fact that it's creativity and art and ignore that their year three teacher told them that they weren't very good at art 
and to come and experience it because it is a really great reflective tool for mm. people to explore their life and see things differently. And it's so interesting because, you know, as, as a, you know, if I'm trying to draw something, I don't have a very good perspective on scale and, you know, stick figures are good. Uh, beyond that, I get a little bit challenged. Yeah. However, I'm an extremely creative person and I love the creative process. So for me, it's, I'm, ne- I'm, not, <laughs> I'm never going to be a master art, you know, you know, I'm not going to become some famous artist drawing, but expressing my feelings through, you know, creativity. Yeah, and it's the, it's the meaning behind it. So, mm. for instance, um, well, you, you talk about be the drop and the whole aspect of the meaning of a drop of water can turn into a waterfall. You know, like there's such richness in a metaphor like that. And quite often what I'm working with is people are carrying a heavy load with themselves. You know, if we think about a bag that we're all carrying, you know, how heavy is that? What's in there? Is there gaps? Is there... Um, you know, other people's stuff in there, you know, some people are carrying a really heavy load around with them. And so what we do through the art is just help open the bag, first of all, have a look and try and lighten the load. And the art really helps do that because it holds some of the big stuff. Um, It allows new stuff to come in and it really helps people to sort their baggage out. Mm. And so what are some of these challenges, you know, obviously without going into people's specific details, but what are issues that you see that people can work through using this process? So it basically is open to anything, but usually people come and see me when they feel like something's not going well. Um, So we can do goal setting and things like that as well. But I think we're living in a really busy society at the moment. And what I've seen recently in the last couple of years is that people are not switching off and they're on all the time, but something's not working for them. So we're a little bit lost. We're stressed. We're anxious. We're overwhelmed. There's so many things happening for people. So quite often people will end up coming to see me because of one of those things happening, but also life happens, you know, big life events like death and uh, relationship breakups, um, just not managing you know, things like the highlight reel, you know, that's something that I think we have a lot of perceptions that people's lives are all perfect, but none of us are. And so what we do is actually look at, well, what's happening for me right now? Why am I feeling lost, anxious, overwhelmed, stressed, or whatever it is for people? Because rather than just be positive about life and um, have everything amazing, Um, gratitude and meditation and mindfulness are beautiful tools to use but they don't necessarily go into what's actually happening for me and so what we do is we use that um, the art to help understand it and get insight into it so then people can let go of it and move through it Mm. um, as well so but I think we're so connected in through technology and it's a wonderful thing but it's actually brought a real disconnect for people and people want connection not only to others but to themselves as well but also we need time and space to do that and the art therapy space really provides an avenue for people to reflect on themselves and what's happening in their world. Mm. And increasingly I hear people talking about not having enough time and the pressure of trying to do all these things and be you know as you say being connected and you know, this person wants this and this, and we there's this sense of immediacy that we should be doing everything right now. Yeah, definitely. And time is an interesting concept because sometimes we feel obligated and there's expectations, but they're not actually ours. 
the the environment that we've been in or, you know, people feel like they need to be busy being busy. But in actual fact, we need to actually pause as well. Um, and sometimes it sounds in, um, counterproductive, but sometimes we need to, st- to slow down to, to speed up. I've mm. heard quite a few people talk about that. But that concept is, is true. Mm. And, uh, you know, I certainly am aware of that with myself. I'm a very proactive doer, you know, type of person. But if I can allow and carve myself some space to not do, I really refuel myself for being able to continue the pace. So, and you mentioned a few things there, anxiety, stress. So there's a, a range of mental health issues that this is covering. Is, it, is that something that's coming up a lot in the work you do? Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I do a lot of work in organisations as well and looking at people's work-life balance. Now, there's a debate whether we can ever get a balance, but I like to think about it as flow. So it is that thing of what are we doing? You know, why are we so busy? Why are we so stressed? Why are we overwhelmed? And the glorification of being busy is something that I think we really need to shift. But what happens is people feel like they're carrying all this or need to be so full that they forget about themselves in that process. And mental health issues, you know, I do actually do a lot of work with people with conditions because sometimes that needs a closer look and it takes time. It's not a quick fix. And I think sometimes we're looking for the quick fix, but in actual fact what we need to do is pace ourselves and integrate what we're learning and reflecting on. And that's not something that just happens by flicking a switch and having one session. It is about that constant self-development and reflection and ensuring that you're reflecting and getting what you need in Mm. the process as well. Mm. And that really reminds me of what you said before about connecting with ourselves, you know, we're craving connection. And in a way you're using art to allow people to tell their own stories to themselves. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes people are really surprised at what the art can bring. So for instance, someone might come in because they're they're feeling stressed or they've got a new boss and they're not coping with the fact that they don't get along with them. But what actually happens is the art then brings information. So for instance, I can think of one client who was really surprised that it was actually the way their boss was triggering them was actually about something that happened in their childhood. And it just keeps playing out in their life. And they hadn't realised that. And so what we're able to do is actually acknowledge it and say, okay, so when that happened in your childhood through the art, what were the other characters there? What else was happening? And then able to shift that story. Um, Because we tell ourselves stories all the time. Or our behaviours reflect stories that we're telling ourselves as well. And so what we're doing is challenging that a little bit, but also acknowledging it. Because that's part of the process. Sometimes we try and avoid the stuff that's not so nice, but we actually have to have a look at it so we can understand it and shift it. Mm. Uh, And I 100% believe it's the stories we tell ourselves that create our reality. So if we can really understand what that is and, you know, for that example with your client, you know, they didn't even realise it was a childhood memory and experience that was, you know, fueling how they told their stories now. Yeah, definitely. And they were really distressed. You know, it wasn't and it was affecting every aspect of their life. Like we talk about a ripple effect, you know, something that happened with one person, you know, affected every aspect of their life. And that story needed to be shifted and changed or bringing in other characters so that it didn't have such an impact. Mm. So it is like taking that creative outlet in a sort of in a guided process way. 
Yeah, definitely. And it's really looking for the symbolism and metaphor that we deliberately go in there um, so that we can see things differently and see what else is there. What's the energy behind it? Why this, why does this line represent something? You know, people can get quite emotional about it. I've had people vomit in sessions because the art has just brought such intense emotion into their body, um, which is, you know, it's flawed for them at the time, but it's actually really good because what it's doing is, is giving us information that we can then work through. Mm. Yeah. And they're not carrying those emotions inside. No. So then they can, you know, we sometimes with the art, we burn it, we change it, we let go of it, we wash it away, we rip it up. You know, quite often, very rarely does a client actually take their art home in the way that they first created it because the the actual process and the action of doing whatever they need to do to the art reflects their life Mm. as well. So, for instance, if we burn someone's anxiety, let's say that's drawn on a page, by burning it, it's releasing it. So it's almost a little bit ceremonial as well. Um, and the information that comes from changing things um, can really help them in what they need to do in their life. Mm, fantastic. So for you, what was your personal motivation to begin this business? Well, I actually got a part-time job and I just trained as an art therapist and people just started saying, can you, can I do sessions with you? So my actual business sort of accidentally naturally happened But I look back on my life and realise that I've always meant to be an art therapist. I didn't even know what it was myself. And so just a series of events. My mum dragged me to school with her one day um, because I was unemployed. And I left that job 12 years later as a school counsellor. So one thing led to another. And I was working with adolescents and I just knew that they don't like talking that much. And there was another way to sort of access and communicate with them. So that was sort of a real turning point as far as there's something else here. It's not just about talking. And so that was sort of the the stepping stone towards where I am now. But my business, yeah, started because I was working part-time and it sort of supplemented everything. So for the last 18 months, I've been in my business full-time. So, and Ignite Art Therapies is really shaping itself now. So it's really about working one-on-one, usually with professionals, because I think we're carrying so much around, but going in and really talking about mental health, um, doing wellness programs in organisations with their staff or their clients, and really ensuring that we have this knowledge that there's another way. It's not just always about talking or thinking, and sometimes it's really hard to describe what's happening. And so that's what um, I love is that People can communicate without having to find the words um, or it's just a feeling that they can't articulate. Mm, Mm. Very powerful. Yeah. And so then for you, 18 months in this business journey, has it been a bit of a roller coaster? Definitely. I've had to manage at times my own mental health. Um, One of the reasons why I had jumped in full time was because I'd had a critical incident in my previous workplace And so that left me with some stuff that I needed to deal with myself. So even though I have the tools to do uh, help people process things for themselves and hold the space for others, I also needed to have that time and space because we're all human and um, that's something that's been really powerful for me in being in business is not to overload myself because sometimes I can 
just like other people, um, work too much and that then hides connecting to myself. And so I've been really conscious of balancing um, my business with what gives me joy and how do I navigate life. Um, and it's actually been really good. Um, yeah, and it's so important for people to have a space and I'm included in that to explore and express exactly what's happening. Um, mm. So, yeah, having I think there's nothing that beats having that time to reflect. Um, so for me, it's actually been really great because I get a variety of things. I also lecture training art therapists so I go in and do some work at a training organization and I love teaching as well so sharing the knowledge of what it's like out in the field Mm. Mm. and so for you top communication ways that you've built your business what has been most effective you know is it word of mouth or online channels how have you really built a presence for your business it's a little bit of both I think nothing beats relationship so whether that's people who know you from social media and then a friend's in has something going on they're like oh I know this person called Belle or whether it's at networking events or people who know me so sometimes you don't realize the impact that it has of just meeting people and then them knowing about what you do so for me it's a mix of everything but I think everything comes down to relationship and connection Brilliant. All right. Well, Belle, thank you so much. And in conclusion, though, can you share with me Belle's Be The Drop tip? So that's your top tip for communication that motivates and inspires action in others. My biggest tip is for people to take notice of themselves and to go, what do I want? Because then when you actually understand that, then you can work out how to get help or what you need to do with what you need, Um, not to ignore ourselves. Um, to really tap into what you want and need. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Belle. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that.